Hello and welcome back to Podcast 572. As always, I'm your host, Kyle. I'm joined by my two friends, Dan and, and Matt. And today we're going to just go down our list of what we've been playing. For me, not a shocker. I'm still playing Elden Ring. <laughs> um, I'm at last I looked, I actually looked this morning. I'm I'm actually really close to the end of the game because I, I had to look it up because at this point I'm at 75 hours. I'm like, I have to be I have to be wrapping this thing up. But it's one of those types of games where like you get to that part of it and you think it's the end. And then it's like you turn a corner and it's like, no, there's all this other area to go and do. So, but like, I think I mentioned the last episode, I had found that uh, second map as I like to call it, which was like the underground. Yeah, area. I've, I've completely, I've completely explored that now. So like, is that's pretty big? cool. Is it as big? No, as the- it's not as big. Right. There's like two or three areas. One area is like a really good uh, level grind area. So I did a bunch of that. So my character's like level 130, I think right now. <laughs> So, and I just, uh, I like, I've kind of fully spec my character out as like a magic user now. So I have a bunch of crazy, like magical powers and stuff. So that that's helped against some of the more challenging bosses. But what, what class did you pick to start? It's called the Vagabond Knight, I think, because okay. when I was looking at the different classes, that was the one they mentioned was like the easiest to kind of spec out your own way. And I went into this game knowing, you know, every single one of these games I've played as a knight. And I've just been like the tank knight. And this time I was like, I kind of want to try magic. Like in the original Dark Souls, I played as a pyromancer. So I had like the flame spells, but that was it. Here you could do everything. So like if you want to do uh, what they call uh, incan, what is it like incan? I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, Incanations or something. I, I always get it. Right. There you go. Okay. Um, if you want to do that, where like you're a faith healer and shit like that, you can do that as a vagabond knight. It's not like other Dark Souls games where you have to be a specific type. Right. Uh, so I can do that. Like I have a spell where I can heal myself and that's kind of a different class. And then I have, um, I have but my favorite spell I have right now is this like uh, magic bow. It's a great magic bow. And it, the longer you hold it, the bigger it gets to a certain point. So like it, can, it like if you hold it the longest, it's like about two times the size of you. And then it, it like makes a little ping noise and then you can shoot the arrow. So the longer you hold it, the more damage it's going to do. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that saved my ass in many places in that game. Um, and then the other really cool thing I unlocked is like this game. And I think this is where the conversation comes in. where like, this is probably an easier souls game. And this is why I would recommend it to people that have maybe been a little skittish about playing a souls game cause of the challenge. The thing that's cool about this game is you get these different uh, ashes that are different uh, summons you can do. Like one of the ashes might be a group of soldiers and you can kind of summon their spirits in and they'll, they're basically used as fodder. Like when you get into like a boss or something, they'll distract the boss. But the one that I've been using the most is the mimic because what happens is when you spawn it, it mimics your character. So whatever level you are, (laughs) like whatever armor you have, it's just a mimic of yourself. And because I'm such a high level, it now has changed the game. So like when I'm fighting a boss, it's like they're fighting two of me. So it, it makes the it makes the boss battles go a lot better. But it makes it, so, it makes its own moves. Like it doesn't copy you fighting. It it, it uses your moves, but like it doesn't do what I'm doing at the same right, time. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. 
really really cool so uh i love the game it's probably i mean so far it's my favorite game of the year by far i I, my hope is by the next time we record i can say hey i finished it i'm playing you know a different game so there are a couple other things i've been playing and we'll get to them but i'm gonna turn over to dan so you can talk about mlb since you played a lot of that yeah so um i buy the show is like the one sports game i actually buy every year and i'm committed to that franchise i've i've bought every collector's edition possible since they released some like the highest level ones Mm -hmm. all the hats of course they didn't do that this year for reasons quote unquote that they never elaborated on and just it was one sentence in a blog post if you missed it you missed it (laughs) Uh, so it's kind of a bummer because now my shelf's incomplete but um i mean it's i will say like i love baseball as in general i love playing this game um it has one of those like ultimate team type modes with the mm-hmm. cards and stuff called Diamond Dynasty, which I get really addicted to because uh, it's a lot more generous than other games <laughs> like this. Where like it's easier, <laughs> Yeah, it's easier to earn the currency to buy the packs in this game than any of these other games are. Like, as long as you're playing it relatively, I don't know, like, often, you'll get stubs, yeah. which is the money. Like, and they you do, you level up, you get stubs. You progress in a thing they want you to do, you get stubs. Like, I haven't even really tried, and I've already earned like thirty thousand, which is enough to buy a lot of packs of cards. And then you open the cards, and you can sell the cards. And um, I get I get really addicted to that mode. Um, as far as the rest of the game goes, like the franchise mode, like in the community for this has been a joke for years. Like I don't even touch <laughs> it because okay. they they never they never update it. Like they just don't. Okay. Um, there's another mode they have, which is like a condensed version version of franchise called March to October. That's like one of the modes they really want you to play because it's like their cool condensed version of it. I played a lot of that last year, but I just I can't. It's almost it's still even. Can't do this year. <laughs> yeah, I just sure. I prefer to play the the card mode if I'm going to play a mode like that. Right. And then they have it where you create your character and you can. You can play as him and do all that kind of stuff, which I love doing that too because that's a good break from playing like full games of the game where you only play as you. Okay. Can. Um, but I will say that so this is year two of it being a PS4 slash PS5 release, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's not a PS5 game. It's a PS4 it's game a PS4 on PS4 game that can run at sixty frames, <laughs> um, which is honestly it's pretty disappointing. Like I bought. You, I, you know, I bought the special edition, which has like a steelbook case and everything. Yeah. How it works is you get a PS4 disc and a PS5 code, but I can still only play the PS5 version if the PS4 disc is in my machine. Um, <laughs> okay. The game, so it's, I, I, I hate to say it, but like it's, it's starting to stagnate like pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I've had, I've had multiple bizarre issues, like and bugs. Okay. Um, for one, for one. If I close the game on my PS5, like if I shut, not, not if I go to rest mode, but if like if I, if yeah. I close the actual application, every time I open it again, tutorial, 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 <laughs> every section. It's a weird button. Hey, look at this is new. Oh, now it's just a tutorial again. It is mind numbing because That's like it doesn't weird. make any sense. It never happened last year. Why is it doing it now? And it's every <laughs> mode. Yeah. It's just like it can't keep track of. Yes, obviously I have set up my ball player. He's been. I've played an entire season with him already. Yeah. Like okay. obviously, yes, they know how to attack in the conquest mode because I've already finished five maps. Mm-hmm. Like so it's bizarre that like that's a problem. Um there's you know, there's there's other like really dumb ones like uh 
going through like the jersey cards you can get where it has like throwback jerseys and stuff. Mm-hmm. All yeah, Fox jerseys are listed under the Guardians team name. Sure, <laughs> whatever. Okay. That's hard to do, I guess, because it wasn't wrong last year. Have they uh, acknowledged any of this in like a post or anything? No, like, hey, we're they did on the typical like patch update and here's some stuff. Okay. Next okay. But like they don't acknowledge like the stuff that's clearing bugs. Um, there's another weird one where sometimes if if you're batting and you get a hit and you follow your runner down the line, if you could if you look at the third base bag, it's just black. Like it's it's not it's not like a shadow or something. It's just black. And then when I got when I hit first base and the play was over, it turned white on the screen in front of me. Okay. So it's like that's bizarre. Um, they've removed features, which is really weird. So like when you play rug this show and you get a hit and your guy's running because like you're playing as him, so the camera comes behind you. In past years, and I can't remember how long it is, but it's more than two. If you hold L2, it kind of like watches the flow of the baseball. So you can make a decision on where to go. That button's gone. It doesn't do that, (laughs) which is incredibly annoying because it's a habit of mine to always look at the balls. They kind of moved it to R1, but it's not the same. It's not the same camera angle. So now I have to learn to live without it. Fine, whatever. They changed the commentary team, which was supposed to be this big new thing where like the previous guy had done it for like a decade. Sure. It was good, but it's getting tired so they changed the commentary team i thought oh that that's a good idea like to keep it fresh but then you realize oh wait they haven't had as much time to re- record lines <laughs> so it's just re- it repeats more often oh, oh gosh. they say oh, the gosh. wrong things they talk about different fields when you're not in that field <laughs> they talk um they have like a create a character thing where i had like you know pick the audio for your name sure my name yeah. is very basic like it is <laughs> Two very short words. My last name has been in that game for probably 12 years. It's gone now. Of course. They didn't, they didn't yeah. even bother to record all the names. How long could that have taken for him to read a list of a thousand names? <laughs> like, especially because I, I, I learned something after the fact that like this new team recorded commentary for this game for two years. Because that's how long okay. it took to do it. But like, oh, yeah. there's okay. stuff that's just glaringly missing. It's just it's there's a lot of little stuff that's really bothering me about the game. I, I mean, I'm gonna still keep playing it just because, like, sure, it's one of those games where I turn the volume down and listen to something else while I play it. But right. it's it's frustrating. And then the other the other weird thing about this game is, in the past, like the trophies for the game, they've taken some work. Like last year, you yeah. had to play through the March to October thing. You had to win the World Series, all that kind of stuff. Anything like that is just gone now. I platinumed the game in four days, and it would have been it would have been in like seventy five percent of that was me not trying. It would have been three days, but there's one trophy that's just insane because okay. it requires an insane amount of luck. Like the perfect things have to happen, and you have no mm-hmm. control over it happening. Oh yeah, just like cross your fingers and hope it happens. You can <laughs> you can increase the odds of it happening, sure, but it doesn't help. Like the one night I took, I played exhibition games for three and a half hours just trying to get this thing to happen could not get it to happen was it the last yeah. thing you unlocked yeah it was the last one i needed okay that makes so, sense. so like um it's basically it's like catch a hard hit ball like c- catch a ball that is hit like over 110 miles an hour oh, okay. oh wow which is, which is crazy and That's it's hard to, it's, it's hard to do because like in the three hours of exhibition games i played i only had them hit the ball over 110 like five times okay and home one was a home run. One was like a one fourteen. My guy missed. 
Like, you know, it's just, it's insane. So how I had to get it was I had to jack up all the sliders, make sure I picked a guy who had a 99 mile an hour fastball. I'd use an edited team, like an edited roster. (laughs) And then the real trick was you play on like, the game has like a retro mode, which is kind of meant for it to play like a, like a 90s baseball game from like Super Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like the NHL 94 thing. Yeah, you just push X to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's the secret because I sat there okay. and X for 20 minutes and then bam, it happened. So it's just, <laughs> it's bizarre. Um, the other cool feature they added, which I haven't been able to test yet, is there's a co-op mode in the game. Okay. That you, you and a buddy can play against two other guys or three of yours versus three. Mm-hmm. And like, you'll bat first, they'll bat second, the other person will bat third, and then it'll rotate. And every okay. game, like somebody pitches, somebody plays infield, somebody plays outfield for defense. It's a step in the right direction, but wouldn't you know it, the two games I tried to play both crashed before they even got <laughs> in. So it's like, okay, so that's not ready yet either. Uh, <laughs> maybe <but> next year. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe next year. I think I think part of the problem with the franchise is it is, and I know why, but it's being held back being a PS4 game. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it, is a no. PS4 it is what it is. So it's 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 dumb, but like, can they afford to not put it on PS4 next year? It's a niche. It's a niche sports title as it is. Well, the unfortunate thing too is because it's a sports title, that means it of like all the stuff that you see right now. Like, I know another game you're going to talk about, Stranger Paradise, in a little bit. That's also on PS4. But like those types of games, probably starting next year, you're not going to see that anymore. A sports game like this, it's going to be. As long as they possibly can, especially since it's a Sony sports game, it will last on that console for as long as possible. Well, there's what like a install base of 130 million PS4s out there versus what like maybe 20. I think the last number was like 20, 24 million PS5. So well, the, other, the other thing this game has <laughs> going for it is like this is the first. It was on Xbox last year. Mm-hmm. And important important to note that it was on Xbox last year and this year on Game Pass. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yep. It's quote unquote free. So, like, if you have an Xbox, you have Game Pass, play it, like, because it's free. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it is a good baseball game to play. It's also your only choice. Yeah, uh, there which, is no other. Which, which no competition. Was, another thing about that is, like, I will say people get that wrong, that they think that there's an agreement for this now. That's not true. That ended. Any any Anybody could make a baseball game if they wanted to, but I don't think there's money in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you think about it now, like, the last the last two competing baseball games were MLB 2K13 on the 360, yeah. which was a clone of 2K12 because they were that lazy. They just changed all the 12s <laughs> to 13s. Yeah. And, and the last uh, EA baseball game, professional, was 2005. Oh, wow. We're talking original Xbox and PS2. They would have to rebuild a game from scratch. I just don't think it's going to happen. And I just don't think there's money in it. It's kind of like at, on the flip side of that, the same way where like you, you'll get people that are like, well, I really wish that there'd be a competitor to Madden or something. It's like, just, yeah. who's going to do that today? It's tough. It's really it's tough. not like, like 20 years ago when you had like Sega Sports and NFL 2K versus well, Madden or something 2K, like 2K that. 2K caused the Madden thing to happen because they came out and they said, well, fuck you. We're going to make it $20. <laughs> yeah. We'll just buy football. And like that's what, that's what kicked all this off and ruined everything. Because the baseball one was always super weird where it was a first-party contract. So yeah. if, you, if you made a system, you could make a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Like Nintendo could have made one and Xbox could have made one. Mm-hmm. But they realized that's dumb. We're not going to waste their time. So yeah. they went forward because they had the only one left that had been made. 
and it kind of stuck around. And to be fair, it got really good after a while. Now we're just plateauing. But the other yeah. cool thing about this one is it's on Switch. And this is the first I, year it's on Switch, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the first year it's on Switch. Like, I will say, like, I'm really interested to see what that's like. I mean, <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, because it's a PS4 game, so it probably is an OK Switch game. Does it have um, what I was going to say is like, does it have motion controls like uh, Wii Sports style where you can like swing the Wiimote and stuff? On the Switch? Not that I I know of, but I could could see that. Maybe maybe that's something they do like next year if it it gets enough of a market share this year. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, I'm interested to see what it's like on the Switch. I mean, it'll be $20 at some point. Maybe it will be. It will be. (laughs) But um, yeah, like it, it. and I used to play those games on Vita and PSP, and they were always really good on handheld. So, like, they know how to okay. make them, like, handheld capable. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, it's it's good. It's It could be better, but they don't okay. have a reason to make it better, so it's kind of frustrating. But that's baseball. I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean baseball, baseball as a whole has, you know, many problems right now. Anyway, right. So, so their video game version of it isn't going to be too... Yeah. Uh, another thing that I've been playing, I'll mention here, uh, only because I've looked at this game for a while and I wanted to play it, and then it hit um, it hit ten dollars on Amazon, so I bought a physical copy of it. There's a game called Rustler. Have you heard of this? Do you do, do you know what it is? That's like medieval GTA. Isn't it, it is medieval. So it is medieval GTA, like <laughs> classic GTA, not like, like GTA, GTA two, like medieval. Yeah. It's top down. It's top down set in medieval times. The The best part of the whole thing, because I played like an hour of it the other night. The best part of the whole thing is they recreated the live action GTA two intro That's in medieval cool. times. That's, That's pretty bizarre. good. Okay. It's, it's like a bizarre, like when I load up, it has almost the same music, but then that music will switch between like modern style to like, you know, medieval times and back and forth. So like, it's a good play on that. Um, it's exactly what you think it is. It's, it's medieval GTA for, for better or for worse. The worst part of it is like, do you remember driving a car or handling a car in top down GTA? Gosh, that was think so about tough. Doing, think about doing that with a horse. <laughs> oh man. That's rustler. <laughs> like it's a cool idea when you sit down and think about it. But then when you actually sit and play it, you start to realize those things like, Oh, I don't want to control a horse from a top down perspective. <laughs> like, and like I had, there was a point where like I rode this horse up until this corner of the map. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to turn around. I spent like a good five minutes trying to turn this horse around because of the controls. <laughs> so I, uh, I beat like the first mission I saved. I was like, I'll come back to that. So uh, it's not terrible. Like I'm glad I got it for $10. Cause I guess I was looking on my little game. I app. It's worth more than $10. It's worth like 20. Oh, nice. So uh, that was a good steal. And then the other, the other like big thing that I got this week, I also played about an hour of it, is uh, Chrono Cross. The remaster came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a mixed bag. That's what I would tell you. I like, sit on the inevitable PlayStation Square sale when that. That's what out. I would recommend. Like it. So I love the original Chrono Cross. One of my favorite like JRPGs growing up. Uh, and I, I, I mean, it hit me right away when they started playing that Scars of Time song at the beginning when I popped it open. Like it's, it is definitely that game. The prop, the biggest problem and the biggest noticeable problem when you start playing it is 
they do have like those Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 uh, remasters, quote unquote. They have like the speed up time and the no active battles. Yeah. That stuff's in there. It's incredibly janky. Yeah. And like way jankier than it is on those other. It's not smooth at all. So that kind of throws it off. The other thing is if you play, so you have the option to play old graphics like it used to look like, and then what they're calling their updated, like higher res textures. Those don't look great. Like they look, you can see like certain Photoshop elements and some backgrounds and stuff. So like that doesn't look particularly great, Um, but it's still Chrono Cross like at the end of the day. So like they're not going to make another version of this. Right. This is kind of what it is. Yeah, Chrono I'd be Cross curious to dead. see. Like, for as revered as it is, it is it's a dead franchise. Like it'll it is. They're not going to make a third one. Well, I mean, you would think that. Well, like with the way that the seven remake or remaster turned out, remake turned out, remake that, Chrono Trigger <laughs> at that level. You would think that. Like, I mean, Final Fantasy Seven remake, great game. Like it is mm-hmm. a perfect like what that game wouldn't be made now if it was for, made now. for part one. Yeah, right. For part one. <laughs> no, I agree with you though. Though, like I, I went into that very skeptical, but I really enjoyed it. For yeah, what it it's was. really good. And like mm-hmm. you know, I, I have faith that or faith that part two and three and however four, many parts there are. Yeah, <laughs> I have faith that like it will be cool overall when it's done. But that's mm-hmm. so far away. It's like you would like to think that like Chrono Trigger would be an awesome one for them to do in that style next. I would like to see it or or at least like the one thing that gives me hope is they recently updated the PC version of Chrono Trigger because Chrono Trigger, that PC port is not on consoles right now. It's kind of like the pixel remasters of the Final Fantasies. Yeah. Um, They recently updated that PC port to have the stuff from Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 remakes, like the fast, fast, uh, faster battles, you know, no active battles and stuff. So that gives me hope that like maybe they did that in preparation to port that to consoles because they could easily port that and call it a day, and, and people will buy it for twenty. I'll buy it for twenty dollars. It's been on consoles before. It was on PS One. Like, it was on PS One. I have that collection, that yeah. Final Fantasy uh, Origins collection. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I would buy it again. I, I would play through it again. I have the the best way to play it still is the DS. I have that version of it too. It's a great version of that game. So, um, again, I would tell you like. Wait till it's on sale, but it's, it, I mean, if you, you know, have an itch to play Chrono Cross, it's worth getting. Only 20, right? It is 20 right now. Okay, that's so not good. I'd say like 15, $10, perfect, perfect prime choice for that. So, um, what, <laughs> what, Dan, why don't, we'll, we'll go to you again and then we'll let Matt talk about what he's been playing. But Dan, only because I see it on here, I want to know what's going on with GTA 5 on okay. PS5. So we talked about it, I think, two episodes ago. Yeah. Like the pricing structure and everything and mm-hmm. just like, what is it? And it's so, I mean, it's $10. And yeah. Like $10 for GTA 5 on PS5, pretty good deal if you want to just mm-hmm. play GTA 5, right? Like, sure. it, So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'll buy it. Um, so I've played quite a bit. I've been running the heist and stuff because I never really did them back when. Do you own it digitally or do you have to put a disc? I, I bought it digitally. Okay, like, you, you lucked out there. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I never really did the heist back in the day. Like I did the first couple, but I never really went through that. I'm like that's the meat of that, and you want to play that. So I've been running it through is. those buddies, and I like like it's it's it is Grand Theft Auto Five. Like is it uh, is it more playable? Like is no. it less janky? No, no, no. Okay. no it's okay. it's it's Grand Theft Auto Five. It is a ten year old game. <laughs> on okay. a PS Five. Like that's exactly what it is. And you know what, man? It's ten dollars. It's mine. Yeah. Like, okay. buy it, you know, when it's ten dollars, don't wait for it to go up in price. Don't 
Don't wait for online to actually cost you money. If you're on, have they said that they're going to raise the price of that? Yeah, they confirm. Okay. Like, in like July or whatever, it's going to be. I saw a physical copy of it last weekend in the store. So PS five on the box. That is forty dollars. Do not oh, buy wow. that. <laughs> no. Can swear to you, I paid ten dollars for it. Uh, no, and that's the thing. Like I saw it in the store for the Xbox the other day when I was scrolling through because they have their spring sale going on right now, and it's it. I can still confirm it is twenty dollars yes, there. So. Yeah, it's like, well, because like they, you know, Rockstar's always had like the Sony. It's a yeah. Sony game first, and then it's they like, always have. So they've always given them a deal. So I, I just was like, you know what? For ten dollars, I can't pass up. And then you play it, and you're like, yeah, man, it's GTA Five, and it still feels <laughs> like a ten year old game when you play it. Like the controls are always, they're still janky. Like the, the online stuff, it, it works now is the best I could say about it. I'm yeah, like, cause I was going to say like the last time I tried to play GTA online, I remember call, cars falling through the map and like, I mean, that happens still. Just, okay. It is what it is. Like it's, okay. um, I've, I haven't had anything catastrophic happen, but I've, okay. I've had cars go just, through walls and shit. I can't do it. Every time I load up into that game, I get blasted out of the sky. I get <laughs> like I walk out the house and someone hits me with a rocket and I'm just like, oh, you yeah. know what? <clears throat> I didn't want to play anyways. <laughs> yeah, still, there's, there's people in these worlds that are like, you know, I'm I'm I managed to support my character, but I was only like level 20 when I did when I stopped. So now I'm like, you know, 35. But there's people that are like 450 running around here. It's like, yeah, what do you even have left to do? Why are you here? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then you know, kind of along with it, and it's not something I'm interested in, but they they there's a GTA Plus thing now. Yeah, oh, I've, I've heard very mixed shit on that. So. To be fair, though, like if you if you break it down, like everybody has that game that they play, right? Yeah, like and GTA is that kind of game for a lot of people. It is. It is the online for six dollars. You get five hundred grand a month in game, plus you get like exclusive items, plus you get discounts on shark cards. And let's be honest, if you're the person who's this is your game and you're paying six dollars a month to play, you're yeah. buying them shark cards. Yeah, like so, like it's. If you're playing it 20 hours a month, is $6 worth it? Probably. You don't pay anything else towards it. Yeah. So, like, it's a it's a smart idea in their part to just kind of... I'm surprised it took them this long to do it. Yeah, for real. Like, you, yeah. you like, would have been... Especially, years. like, looking at all the other trends with, like, battle passes and shit. Like, you would think Rockstar. You know, but maybe on the flip side of that, like, Rockstar is, is like, the only developer out there that can sell the same $60 game for 10 years. So, they yeah, didn't have to well, yeah, but, but like, <laughs> if you look at it this way, like I only paid, I bought it when it came out on the 360. It, as I did I. It, I think I got it for 20 on Xbox One at some point and played it. I did it. as well. Yeah. And then I paid 10. So like they haven't really gotten <laughs> that much out of me for exactly. 10 years. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's up to me now to get my value out of it and actually finish the single player. <laughs> did you, you, not even on the 360 version, you finished single player? Well, I think I did like okay. the first. I, I finished the single player in the 360 version. I want to say I played through half of it on the Xbox one before I was like, I've seen this. And then right at some point I got it on PS4. But if I were to do that upgrade today, like I have it on PS4, but it's a disc, but I have it digitally on the Xbox. So, yeah. so I would probably do it there just because I, I, the PlayStation upgrade system. I just felt like since I had never beaten the story, $10 was worth it. Yeah, the no, I, I can't argue with that. And just be done. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like you can run it. I run it on performance, and I run it on like the highest stuff, and it looks really good. Like I'll give credit, it looks incredible. Yeah, and it plays the exact same. So it's just kind of. <laughs> I 
Okay. Does it have any? The, the last thing I'll ask about is: Does it have any uh, implementation of like the pulse triggers or any of that? Yeah. Oh yeah. It does. They at least did some work there. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. It's um, but again, like the cars never controlled great in that game. The gun, no. the shooting is never great in that. They control oh, better gosh. than they did in GTA Four, but well, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just it's one of those things where like this is they weren't going to do that much to it for five anyway, just because six is coming yeah like, we know that that's it was always real but now we know it's real but like in three years like it's not and like and yeah. i was talking with some friends the other day and i'm like wouldn't you know what's gonna be the wild thing about it like what if so like obviously gta 6 is gonna have an online component right it might but just be gonna, an online they're game. not gonna shut this one off no why so would they are they gonna be running two entire online games they might be i don't know like that's nuts and like gta 6 is so far away that at that point it makes sense for them to get people to switch over like here's gta online 2 or something like that like i could see that or gta online next or something like that but like something something. like if they if they want to make online its own thing there has to be a way to bring your character there have to be your progress or or reward you for what you have yeah, they're not going to start will, over. If you can't, then people will just want to keep playing five. Exactly. So it's going to be weird to see how they transition. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I never thought of that either. Yeah, so it'll be weird. Okay. But maybe when six comes out, <laughs> I say maybe when six come out, I'll play five. Twenty thirty. There yeah, you go. Exactly right. Five will be done by that point. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, why don't you tell us about what you've been playing and then we'll <clears> circle back. So I have been playing this game called Not a Hero on a PS4. Uh, it was a I've heard of it, but I didn't get it, it. it was a PlayStation Plus game. You know, like I go every month and I just grab them and that way I just stored them. But uh, I was kind of trying to find something to do just kind of like. Not really to anything serious. And when I was scrolling through my PlayStation Plus games and I came across it. So I was like, you know what? This looks kind of funky. I'll just let me download this. Let me attack it. Um, Okay. It is. So it's a side scroller shooter. Kind of like 8-bit. Okay. Um, You go through the maps. You're technically not a hero, but (laughs) you're shooting down villains. And you're um, at one level, I was blowing up cannabis crops. OK, so <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of like it was it was very it's it's very entertaining for what okay. for what it is. So it, it's nothing crazy. Like you're not like leveling up anything. You're yeah. getting new characters like I have. I okay. think four new characters. Right. Yeah. Right. So like after every level and I think if you. If I remember correctly, it's like if you're able to get the achievements in the level, mm-hmm. then that's when you're granted like the character. Okay. So I want to say, if I remember correctly, there's up to 10 different characters and they all have like a different weapon. So the first guy I had, he had like a nine millimeter. Uh, the second guy I got, he has a shotgun. The third okay. girl has a uh, two like automatic handguns okay. and i haven't played as the fourth character yet um but then of course like 
you know, each reload and stuff like that. Like they all have like little quips about them that kind of help them through the level. Um, So like if you're playing as one and you're not able to make it through, maybe you switch to a different one and kind of play through like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It is no brain power required, which is fantastic (laughs) because sure sometimes (laughs) because I don't have the brain power to deal with anything right now. (laughs) And uh, so it's it's literally just a run and gun. That's all it is. Okay, And um, it's super fun and entertaining. Uh, So I would recommend if you have it. On your PlayStation yeah, Plus, because I add everything that they put up every month. So yeah, I probably have it. Yeah, um, download it. Just give it a little shot. It's not a big game because I think I'm on like level ten or eleven, and I think there's okay. a total of twenty levels. So I mean, it's nothing that's going to take away like okay. your whole day, but like it's it's entertaining sure. for what it is. Are there more than four characters, or is that the max of like how many characters? You I think there's up to ten. You just have to okay. unlock them all as you go through. I want to say it's either up to 10 because I, I think I want to say I saw 10 like blacked out pictures total at the bottom when you pick okay. a level. So, yeah, I want to say it's either 10. If it's any more than 10, there's not like a whole bunch, but there's at least a little bit of a variety. OK, well, I just looked at confirmed I have it, so I'll there you look go. at it. <laughs> like I was going to say, I, I pretty much every month. At least for the PlayStation, because I find that their selection is usually better anyways. I will go through and make sure that I hit everything that they put up, like regardless of what it like, even if it's a PSVR game, like I don't have a PSVR. But yeah, maybe I will one day. I don't know. Yeah. Um, whereas like games of, gold, email. games of Gold has been shit for like two years at this point because there's no purpose for it anymore. Yeah. Game Pass, like there's there's no reason to have it. So. Uh, but no, I will definitely check it out. So that, that yeah, like cool. I said, it's it's fun, it's entertaining, it's nothing crazy, but it's it's nice to have games like that that don't make you overthink everything, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, was there anything else you've been playing, Matt, or is that it? <clears throat> yeah. So then okay. I decided to jump on Game Pass because I was like, you know what? Let's just see what else we have in the world. And yeah. I found this game <laughs> called Skull, and the okay. The I haven't picture, installed it. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, the picture of it made me download it because it was just That's like why I downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that little dude and it's like this big menacing thing. And I was like, you know what? Let's just tackle this and see what happens. See what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> so you play as a skeleton who okay. has been, of course, reincarnated. And he is just trying to take out all the evil in the world, pretty much. <laughs> um, it's another side scroller. Um, it's so there is a reward system in this. It reminds me a lot of dead cells. If you touch that. Okay. I played a lot of dead cells. Yeah. I've, I've, I've played a lot of that on my switch too. And I need to, I want to crack back into that because I really enjoyed when I played of that. So it reminds me a little bit of that because like you, in the very beginning, you kind of go through your tutorial. And then once you're done with the first level, you have an option to pick two different doors. And like okay. each door, of course, goes through a different set. And you kind of have to go that way. Um, you does die. It have rogue- okay, I was going to say, does it have rogue elements? So like if you die, yeah. it's like regenerating the world, so to speak. So it's yeah. Like- so okay. so like you die, you regenerate in the world, but you don't start with anything. You're back to okay. back to where you were. Um, okay. It's. It's not bad. It's a little. I'm not even gonna say like a little 
it's a little chat. It can be a little challenging because I think sure. at one point there was like 20 or 30 nights on the screen. And I was okay. literally having to like dodge, <laughs> jump, dodge, jump, jump, attack, jump, dodge. And yeah, <laughs> I was just sure. like, wow. Okay. Not expecting that right now. Um, okay. But it's, it's fun too. Like I, I've enjoyed the time I've played with it. I, I haven't gotten too far into it. Um, I would say maybe I've played about an hour of it. Okay. Uh, hour and a half. And it was, like I said, though, it's fun. It's um, for a Game Pass game, like, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the best part about Game Pass is going in and looking at the massive list of games and finding something you didn't even know exists. Oh, yeah. So, like, I downloaded <laughs> Fable for the, you know, the whenever. The 360, like, uh, remaster of it. Yeah, so whatever it yeah, is on okay. Game Pass. Because I've always wanted to play it, but I've never. Sure. Had the app, and the crazy thing is, is I own like all three fables on 360. <laughs> I just do <laughs> just because, like, well, when I was going to like, well, I remember reading about it when I was younger, and I was like, oh, this sounds like a really cool idea. You know, you can pick to be the good guy or the bad guy. I was like, that sounds dope, and I just never played it. But then I go to when I go to my garage sales, they're always around, so I just started yeah, grabbing copies of like, it, and like I was like, so man, copies of that out there. Yeah, I was like, one day I'm going to play. I'm going to sit down and play through this whole entire series. Fable, Fable was the reason I bought an original Xbox. Yeah. Besides getting Halo 2. I, I, really was like, I really wanted to play it. And the I would say the first one's the best one. Oh, I really like the first one. Um, you, yeah. The second one's okay. Third one's where it's kind of. The iffy. second one I like too. The second one, though, is the one where you get the gun pretty early on and that kind of breaks yeah. the game. Yeah. You just walk into an area. See something and just shoot it over and over again. They're dead. Yeah. Like it's kind of weird. Um, the third one kind of gets weird. Like third one where you're like the king or something. Yeah, you become like you the ruler. Yeah, yeah. Then there's the then there's the connect one, but we're not going to talk well, about that. Mm-hmm. It's, a cool, it's a cool franchise, but like it's sad that like you know, quote unquote, they're making a new one, but that that thing's dead too. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you like, especially if you like Dead Cells, I when we get to the news, there's something we'll talk about that I think you'll really like. Yeah, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk the hell up of it. So, uh, last thing I'm going to mention, I'll kick it over to Dan. Talk about the last few things he has is, uh, and I know, I know you both know what this is. We've been talking about it. A lot of us are addicted to this whatnot app, so I had to mention it because some this more thing, it's fantastic. Up. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like. I in the last two weeks, I probably spent like eighty dollars through this app just buying shit. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I got a counterfeit game today that yeah, is the fucking great. greatest thing. Like I'm not even mad about it. That's the best part. Is like if this was like a more current game, maybe I'd be a little pissed, I guess. But it's an original Xbox game. I bought it in a lot of games, so there was like four or five games in this stack. And when they were put on the screen, it was done as the spines. So I just right. looked. I'm like. And there, the, I think the biggest game I wanted out of there was Dead or Alive three, because I don't have a copy of Dead or Alive three for the original Xbox. So I'm like, ah, oh, this stack of games is like ten bucks, whatever, who cares? And it never went up any higher. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'll bid on that. Because everybody else spied this counterfeit. Exactly. And apparently, so everything else in there is legit. But I get this copy of Counter Strike, which I don't even think is playable today because it was an online like original Xbox game. It <laughs> the box art says X Gems on the top. Yeah, it does. Not That's Xbox. Right. And then when you open the case, it is a printed DVD. So it does not look like an Xbox game. And they have the original Xbox logo in there, but it is upside down on oh, the disc. It's fantastic. And then, and then it's rated E for everyone. Rated E for everyone. 
So like, and I, I like, I, I sat, I looked at it. I'm like, this isn't fucking right. And then I just started laughing. I'm like, I don't, who cares? This is a great yeah. purchase. So that goes, on a, that goes on a different shelf. That goes up on your, should, should put I it put it on the shelf behind me next? How about next to my zombies eat the neighbors copy? Here's my X gems game, right? Yeah, put like, next to your, your M gem. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the best thing I've gotten out there though, is there's one day and that's the cool thing about it is you can just kind of jump into whatever streams are going on, see what people are selling. Sometimes if you're lucky, you go into a stream and they will list out what they're selling. The streams I dislike the most are the ones where it's like, it's mystery grab bag. And it's just, people terrible. Oh, yeah, man, those terrible. Are like, I, I bounce out of those every time, but I went into one and somebody was selling, uh, tales of Arise. And I was like, I just want to see. And I hovered on it. And I wanted to see how high it got. It got up to like $20. And nobody was bidding. And so it was a sudden death one. So at the last second, I hit bid and actually got that. Nice. So I have a copy of Tales of Rise now. Maybe I'll play it someday. <laughs> but I was I couldn't pass up because it's a game that goes for like $45. So, uh, But I've gotten a lot. I've been, I mean, obviously, I, I it's filled kind of the void I've had for the last two years. Where like, I haven't done any retro collecting at all. Yeah. And so that app, like once we started getting into it, I'm like, oh, I can actually just do this. Like, it and it's fun. It's yeah. it's it's fun to sit and watch what people have. Like, I don't bid on everything. And like, there's definitely stuff you look at and go, I don't know why this person's selling this. But uh, that thing is fucking crazy. So, so that, I also look at the vinyl ones, too. So so that reminds me, I actually got into a whatnot stream um, this morning. Okay. Uh, they were selling mystery boxes, and I I I like to watch those because I like to see what people are getting. So I popped sure. into one, and the bidding was up to like twenty five, and okay. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And uh, they finally auctioned it off, and they were like, "Do you want us to open up what you got?" And the person was like, "Yeah, open it." And it was a copy <laughs> of Anthem. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I got two filled copies of that for four dollars. <laughs> That's good. And the person was like, look, if you really don't want this game, I completely understand. And I was just like, <laughs> why would you even put it in the box, bro? Like, <laughs> Those mystery things, they're, they're, they're borderline scams to get rid of crap they can't sell. It yeah. is what it is. That's yeah. exactly what the point of it is. So that's why I, I, I steer away from those because I love how they're always like, it could be a game worth anywhere from a dollar to a thousand dollars. Like, bullshit. Well, and the thing I'll say about getting that counterfeit is like, that specific stream I was watching was some guy that just buys storage units and just auction shit. Just sell them. And this, this guy had no idea. He doesn't know anything about video games. Like at one point in there, he had some like big box PC games Sweet. and shit. Like he had nothing, like he had no idea. So I don't, I, I'm not going to like, I, I could care less. Like everything well, else. Lot with a lot me, of games. It was a humorous thing more than anything else. Cause I looked at it. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I I've never seen authentic X gems. <laughs> Is the, the box, is it, it's it's just a DVD case, right? It's just a DVD case. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. that would have been bad props if that had come in an original Xbox case. No, it's, it's just a DVD case. Because that was the first thing I noticed when I started opening the package. Because I, I, like, I started opening I'm like, all right, you know, green case, green case. I'm like, black case. I'm like, what did I order that would have a black case? Because there's been a couple times I've bid on like PS2 games and stuff. But that's not, I'm not really primarily collecting for PS2 right now. Uh, but so that's why I was like, oh, maybe it was a PS2 game. <laughs> I opened it, I looked at it, and I didn't, to be fair, I did not look at the top where it said X Gems at first. I just looked at the label, I saw Counter Strike, I'm like, oh, okay, it was probably rental or something. And it was when I opened it, looked at the disc, I'm like, there's something wrong here. And then I closed it and I saw X Gems. I started laughing. I was just, this is, I love it. Game. People didn't even try. No, like, I've seen, 
I, you know, I've seen plenty of like fakes of stuff like over the years. Um, like Dreamcast was a, was a notorious one when I worked at Game Crazy. Like, because Dreamcast mm-hmm. was such a weird system, you could just burn shit and it worked. That was what killed yeah. us. Yeah. In the end, there was no there was no protection of any kind. So people would try mm-hmm. to trade in stuff, and I came in one day. Somebody else had worked in the morning. I was going through. I was like, "Oh, we got some Dreamcast stuff traded in." And I, one of them was like, "Copy of Tomb Raider." I'm like, "Oh man, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe I want this." And I opened the disc up, and it's one of. Remember how you used to be able to print like paper labels? Yeah, that's what it was. And I could. Well, I was going to mention like there, there was there was one time I went to rent something. And you and I both know this from from working at GameStop. Like, anytime we had someone come in that was trying to sell like a red box thing, we would not take it because like the theft on that shit was insane. But yeah, there they, was one time I went to rent a Redbox box. game and somebody had just printed the fucking top label and put that in the case. So yeah, like I watch it pop out, I open it and it's just the paper. And I'm like, this like what the fuck are we even doing? Because because so, all I ever looked for was that that circle code around the middle part. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and of course that was intact on this piece of paper, so like yeah. they got away with it. But uh, I guess what uh, that that's all I had. So, but I want to hear a little bit about because you, I own it. I have not played it yet. Uh, Kirby. Yeah. So you played uh, a little Kirby. Yeah, I played a little bit of Kirby. We went out of town last weekend, and it was one of those things where, you know, new Kirby game came out that day. Easy to bring with. Um, played it in the hotel room. I actually played it with my kids for a little bit. Like it, it's it's just it's a Kirby game, but it's really fun. Like it is. It's exactly what you want it to be. Like would you say? Like I haven't played it yet, but would you say it's like Super Mario Odyssey with Kirby, or is it more than um, that or different than that? No, I wouldn't say that because Odyssey, the worlds are more like you can explore, right? Sure. This mm-hmm. definitely has like you start here and you go through a level and you get okay. Here. It's closer to like the Mario. 3d land series of games so it has yeah. like, it's not like one giant world you're exploring. no there's like they, okay. I, I think there were some misconceptions because they talked about like it was gonna be like an open world like a thing it's a hub that's what i think a lot it, of people it, it, oh, it, okay. like you pick a level and you go into it but then like there's offshoot things to explore and unlock and find and you have to rescue all like the waddle d guys and sure um all that kind of stuff it's just it's fun like it's easy like i was able to play with my kid just fine uh okay. like you know, becoming the car is fun, but like, it's not <laughs> like you get to drive around as the car for the entire level. It's first yeah, the right. part that you're at. And then like, okay. there's another one where you become like a set of stairs and you can tip them over so you can go up one way or the other way. Um, traffic can only let you like burst a pipe during a boss battle. That you can jump <laughs> on top of a guy okay. and then slam the cone down into him and stuff. So it's, um, it's basic, but Kirby games are basic. Like they're meant to be, like that. but it's also, it's also really fun. Like it's, you think about like what was the last good Kirby game? It was like one of those 3DS ones, right? I don't remember. The 3DS was it ones were pretty Planet good. Robobot, I think. Yeah, that was like the, the last, last one I, major I tried. Um, I like there was triple uh, double or tri- not triple double, triple triple trouble. I think no, that's triple trouble. Uh, no, what, that's what the hell was the name of that game? Triple deluxe. You know what I'm talking about? Triple that, deluxe. I think. Okay. Um, I put, that, that one was okay. Yeah, like the 3DS ones were all good, but like okay. it really hadn't been like a major actual career. There was that there was that what I thought was bad Wii U one, which is the one that made you look at the tablet instead of the screen the whole time. Wasn't that that's not Canvas Curse? Was there another one? <sighs> was it Canvas Curse or something yeah, like that? That was like I think that was the remake of the DS one. Okay. On the Wii U. And then the Wii had the Wii only ever had Epic Yarn, which was fine for what it okay. was. Yeah, that was. And and then they had the collection and stuff, but like there hasn't been like a real like 3D Kirby game since Not like for a long time. Or one. Wasn't it some sort of Kirby anniversary to like the 30th or something, I think, when this or maybe the 25th? Is no, it would have been 30th, I think. 
I want to say that was something that hit when it happened. So yeah, but it's it's really fun. Like it's on my thing. It's probably the next thing I probably shoot through really quick before I play another lawn RPG. Also one of those things where like you could you could blast through it pretty quick. Probably ten fifteen hours. Beat it quick, but like I don't think you'd finish it because there's supposedly there's a lot of stuff after you beat it. Okay. Like you have to unlock and find all the guys to like rebuild a little town. Like you have to have a certain amount of guys and stuff to do that. So it's got like that kind of mechanic. Um, Understood. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Kirby. It's great though. It's really fun. All right. Okay. And then I guess the last the last thing I see on your list and I just what what do you have to say this week about Stranger of Paradise? Nothing. I just I played more of it. It's a safe game. Like it's okay. It's it, it's getting dumber as it goes, but like oh gosh, <laughs> it still plays really good. Like I've unlocked okay. more jobs. Um, some of them seem incredibly pointless in single player. Like white mage has no purpose when you're playing by yourself. That's meant to be played like the co-op. If you're playing, have, with they, uh, you know, have they patched it at all since you've been playing? There's been some patches. Like they've, okay. they've, uh, they, they, I think they just put out a big one today or yesterday, which okay. kind of rebalances some, some stuff. That's um, cool. It fixed a couple exploits, uh, where like, there's this one boss specifically where like, you get it down to half, and then you know the fight kind of restarts. Okay. And from that point on, it's it's kind of you kind of have to zerg it to get it to zero because if you don't get sure. it far enough, it'll heal itself back to yeah. Um. Apparently, there was a way in that fight where you could like when that happened when you got it to halfway, there was something you could do right after it which would like kill it immediately. Okay. But that's gone now. But it's, oh, wow. it's, fr- it's frustrating until you get the hang of it. It's just like a, the entire rest of the game is. It's a Souls game. It's just it's frustrating <laughs> right. until you figure it out, and then it's fine. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I want to try to play more of it. Um, well, you took a break to play baseball, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can kick we can kick it over to news. Uh, I mean, there's there's a couple big stories to talk about. I mean, the first biggest one that we can go through is E3 being canceled officially for 2022. There's womp, no E3 womp, womp, womp. of any of any kind. <laughs> like no right, digital, there's not, there's literally not. no like location, which is, I mean, I, I kind of saw going into it. They weren't going to do the physical. I think they had announced that a while ago, but like the original thing was surprising. when it got canceled. I don't think it, I don't think E3 is going to come back. Like they, there's people out there that say like, Oh, maybe next year. Like, I don't, I think it's dead. There, there's no it's, point. It doesn't have a purpose. Like if there's no all, purpose anymore, if it's all digital anyway, all of these studios just release they like Nintendo directs, state of play yeah. like they do it on their own schedule now they used to yeah. be, microsoft desperately needs their own one of those at this well point, they, they've tried in the past and they've just those things have never gone off well they've never gone off yeah so uh, they're always kind of like they might have one or two really cool things you're like oh i didn't expect that and the rest of it is a disaster but at least we'll about, like, here's sea of thieves update 37 like people yeah. care <laughs> So, but it, it's not something that like they have to release in June on June fourth, no. whatever you know. Like they can do whatever they want. No, but I mean at the same time that's a bummer because that's what I grew up watching every year in May, and then it kind of migrated to June in recent years. But uh, it's I mean it's a bummer, but at the same time there's no purpose for it anymore. Like right, yeah. I, I'm sure the cost of renting out that you know big center to have all that stuff, like at the end of the day to bring a bunch of people in there to play, you know a six month old build of a game that's going to ship in another six months. Like it's well, it ties in not really a thing. You know what else it ties into is it ties into that Sony getting rid of the retail department and just laying off all those people. Exactly. Those are the people that do those shows. Like Mm -hmm. I've been to, I know I've never been to an E3, but I've met, I went to GameStop manager conferences, which basically are that it's just, it's it's just effort. Yeah. 
Um, it's just mm-hmm. smaller scale of that, but it was the same setup where like they've got their boots and like how it's set up and they would just reuse all the same materials from E3 exactly. and our stuff, which was cool yeah. because like I got to see some cool stuff. Like one of the best things was when Yakuza 6 was coming out, they okay. rebuilt a replica of that street and then they yeah, had TVs cool. and stuff. So like that was pretty cool. You get to walk down the street that was in the game. Um, and like those were fun um, little things, but you know, you don't learn anything there. We were there for presentations yeah. and stuff, which were yeah. mini versions of E3 stuff we'd already seen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just I, every they can. Re- hey man, you play Dead Island too. <laughs> well, yeah, and I played Dead Island too. Game <laughs> that's never uh, gonna come out. At this point, I played Dead Island two, <laughs> almost five, ten years ago. Five years ago. Was it five? It had to be. I haven't worked there since seventeen. Was that when you played it? Was sixteen, seventeen around then? It I must, thought it was earlier. Really like okay. I can't remember. I I, 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 I want to say earlier. I, I want to say it wasn't even at the last show I went to. I want to say it was at the one before it. Okay. But yeah, I oh, played wow. a build of two. It was incredibly bad. <laughs> um, buggy, like yeah. even for like an alpha or beta build, or whatever it was, it was bad. It was yeah, very buggy. Uh, um, they, they, it's fun because like you get to play stuff that's not out. You know, they, it's the same kind of E3 thing where, like, they bring celebrities who don't want to be there there. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to meet, like, I got to meet a bunch you got to of meet Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I got to meet Dolph Ziggler doing that. I was upset because <laughs> they did, um, Alexa Bliss was there, like, the day before. I didn't get to, I didn't get to meet her, which was a bummer. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um, but, like, Mark Henry, The Miz. Yeah, The Miz, that's a good one. Uh, everybody's favorite, Ryback. Right oh, back, gosh. I remember that. <laughs> that was, I remember the, that was, that was, that was like 2014. Title, but um, yeah, but yeah, it's just one of those things where, as someone who's been to th- similar things, like they're fun. I think I think it's a bummer that it doesn't exist for the consumer. Yeah. I think I think there is a place for that part of the show to exist, but it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be, um like business conferences and business meetings and all that. There's no reason. There's no reason to gather a bunch of people in a room to play. What's essentially a video of game trailers at this point. Right. And you can just do that and put it up on the internet. The the, the best part was always (laughs) the stuff for like, you know, I got to play breath of the wild before. Yeah. That came out. Like I got to go to like a switch event months before it came out and play that. And, um, you know, the the fantastic switch launch library but like they had breath of the wild set up and you got breath of the wild <laughs> like there, there's there's a place for that for like the consumer but if they're not going to make money or business deals off it there there's no money to finance the show yeah right? exactly like it's just it it's a bummer but like i said at the same time when you look at it like yeah i'm gonna miss the, especially those like big announcements where people are cheering or being shocked Keanu Reeves walks out and he wins the internet or, you know, I still think the Halo 3 reveal trailer, that's always my personal favorite. But like at the same time, again, like it's literally just someone pressing play on a game trailer. Like most of the time, yeah, they can put that out on the internet, you know, you get like the super cringy ones where it's like, (sighs) yeah, Mr. Caffeine guy who I've met. That's what I was going to say. DJ Caffeine. He's not like that. He's not up there. He's okay. Um, there you get, uh, you get uh, what was the other cringe one? Remember when they would do like, uh, anytime EA would do like the NBA live stuff with the hoop God. Remember that one? Oh, the hoop guy. The hoop guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Well, that's like, a bad one. You, you, you cut out all of the cringy stuff and you cut out stuff that yeah. really doesn't need, like EA didn't have to run a show. They run their little play event too. Like we don't, all this don't stuff exists that. without the show. 
Well, hey, man, do you ever want to see the bottom of an avatar's foot? Bam. I remember that one. Yeah. Um, so you miss all those moments. At you least. miss those moments. But like at the end of the day, that was that's a business show. But then it like, is. I that's feel like the we have it was like CES. Isn't that what CES is? Yeah. The Tokyo Game Show still exists, so like, isn't yeah. that CES yeah. always, always, I always looked at that as like a really dry version of E3, though. That well, that was well, that's just all the business. literal business version of it. Yeah, E3 like, had this money. item cost this much amount of money. This is you know what we put into it. Like, there's no spectacle. Well, remember for a long time, <laughs> E3 like it wasn't open to the public. Like you had to, no, it wasn't yeah. not until like late nineties, early two thousands. No, like those early shows. Was it later, was than, later that. than that? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. No, it was like two thousand. It was like towards the end of the two thousands, I think. Yeah, it was. When when first it started like, hey, come and pay because it was always press. You had to know someone. You had to work somewhere. Mm-hmm. You had to like that kind of stuff. And even then, it was like, I think there was a thing at the time where like if you worked at Game Crazy or GameStop, you could go, but you yeah. could get out there. You had to pay for everything. Like exactly, you could get in. Well, Basically, well, and the the thing too, I remember when it happened because I remember all the games journalists bitched about it because it was too overcrowded. Well, I mean, obviously, like they're they're trying to do their thing. Oh yeah, hard to do that. It's gonna get and like it was when the lines were already big enough to play. You know, the latest greatest game. Now they're three times as long because there's all these consumers here. One and one, they had they had meetings they had to go to. They couldn't just jump exactly. So yeah, Um, E three is dead. I mean, it's been dead for years. It sucks. But it, it is what it is. Yeah, like it's well, you've seen also in the last couple of years, like more and more people pull out of E3. Like right. Sony was the biggest oh, yeah. one where like kind of when they did it, it was like, well, this might actually be dead. But then Microsoft kind of kept it was like Microsoft and EA kind of kept it afloat, I guess. But obviously the pandemic's what probably really killed it. So. Right. So but yeah, it's it's a bummer for sure. But I, I'm I'm more curious than anything else to see what takes its place. Like what happens this year? Like do yeah. we get a bigger, longer Sony state of play? Do we, do we actually get a good Xbox show for once and not like a cringe? And Nintendo practice. directs are always solid. That was just always, always fine. The yeah. Main yeah. Year where like they would hit you with like the big reveal type stuff. Like, but exactly. Well, and they got there's they got, and I guess we can, we'll mention it briefly here, but they got their big announcement of the year out of the way with the breath of wild two video announcement. Or oh, it's just not coming out from next year. Like <laughs> the YouTube video thumbnail is literally just the sequel to the breath, of, the sequel right. to Breath of the Wild announcement, and it's like white. It's white text on a black background, and I was like, I, I saw it like whatever morning I woke up, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I clicked it. It's just like we're announcing the delay. Like, well, of course you are. Yeah, like, just, there's there's no way that game was going to ship. I didn't oh, think it's yeah. coming out this year. I don't think I ever thought that. No. So, but I laugh like they, if they put a video out to tell you that game is being delayed, they don't have a direct to show you for a while. No, I think yeah. I think you'll still get like the E3 time period one. Yes, I think you will, too, because they got to talk about whatever they are putting out this the holiday stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, there's like it's unknown. Who knows what they're making? So I think the next big Nintendo game is that Wii Sports revival, which actually looks cool. So. Yeah, it'll sell. Like, I'm interested in it. Really well. so, it'll sell. Should have come out. Other like smaller things, but like announcements, I guess, of some games coming out. I'll run them down. Uh, I think one of the cooler ones. I have no reverence for the series, but I thought it was cool. They're making a new Monkey Island game. Yeah, from I the original watching. creators and stuff. I just I never played those games as a kid. I don't have any reverence, but like it's cool that that's happening with the original people, like yeah, the original yeah. voice actors, original people that wrote the game. That's pretty cool. 
Uh, one that hits a little more home for me and it will for Dan too is uh, finally getting a new Tomb Raider, but it's going to use that Unreal 5 engine. So we're not going to see it for a while, <laughs> but you best believe it's going to look ridiculous well, when you show it. The best part is, is it, I, I they've all but confirmed like it it is a sequel to the last couple so like it's con- that, it's, a it's a sequel continue. it's continuing her story so like she well remember when originally when the tomb raider 2013 reboot came out they they first said like well this one game is about her journey to becoming laura croft and they kind of just built that into well this trilogy tells that story right. so they're done with that part of it now she is the tomb raider so so like you can now go make that game where you she can has time, yeah, you can time, time jump to further and like she's been doing that's it fine for- eight ten years exactly I'm like yeah that's so, much better i'm very that's probably that's probably one of the coolest ones like i'm excited about that i've been waiting for a while uh it's a little underwhelming because they've been kind of like teasing announcing something for a while <laughs> to come out like at that unreal 5 reveal like oh yeah we're making a new tomb raider with this engine like cool nothing right. to show but <laughs> that game's yeah. far that's far off i'm just happy it exists i am too so uh rockstar has teamed up with remedy to remake max Payne one and two which is cool but at the same time like they haven't said anything about it like is it a remake like remake or is it just a remaster of those old games i don't know i'll tell you right now i don't think remaster of those games works now i don't either no (laughs) especially since you have that um i can't think of the actor's name but the guy that voices him famously the a really good character actor. He's been in a bunch of. I've been watching a lot of Law and Order and stuff, and he's in that. Um, <laughs> like an ungodly amount of special victims in it. But uh, he, um, obviously, they'll bring that dude back. But the thing, if you think about back in back Max Payne one, the scan of Max Payne was that Sam Lake guy, the guy from Remedy. Max Payne two and three was a scan of the actor. So I wonder if they're going to change that for these remakes. I don't know. So. Uh, I'm excited about it, though. I I love that series. Really, really loved Max Payne 3. I played through a couple times when that came out. Really like that. So uh, I'm excited to revisit those because yeah, you can go back and play those today, but they're kind of hard to play today. Maybe it's yeah. best if there's a market for a four because it's it, long it, enough. It's yeah. been long. It was like 10 years. And uh, yeah, and maybe that was a huge game when it came out. So uh and then the last thing, the most exciting one for me personally, and the one I oh, mentioned yeah. to Matt earlier, there's something, you know, if you like Dead Cells, uh, Rogue Legacy 2, I, I was not anticipating this at all. So Rogue Legacy 2 has been out in early access since like August of last year. I, no, longer. I think August of 2020. Uh, I've dipped in here, there. I'm not a really big, like early access person. So, but I love the original Rogue Legacy. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is coming out April 28th. PC, obviously, if you already have the early access version, you just get it. But uh, it's coming to Xbox. So okay. it'll be on Series X, uh, Xbox One, those family of systems. What's noticeable, though, it's not on any other platforms. So no Switch, no PlayStation. So they must have cut some sort of deal with Microsoft. Uh, no announcement if it's like on Game Pass or anything like that. Like For me, it doesn't need to be like I will pay money for it. So uh, <laughs> Rogue Legacy, uh, one of my favorite games of the last 10 years easily. It is... So you, like you mentioned earlier, you really like Dead Cells. Think of that style of game, but it's like uh, it's like a um, it's like Castlevania, and I love Castlevania. So, but you play every time you die, you take over as the child of that character, and then you can choose different traits each time. So it's a roguelike, and every time you go into the castle, it changes. 
Uh, they made a lot of changes for Rogue Legacy 2. It looks it looks absolutely phenomenal. The little bit I played in early access, it's cool. So uh, they haven't put out a price for it, but uh, April 28th. So I'm really excited for that. That's the kind of thing where like I want to finish Elden Ring and then just play a bunch of that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a really cool, uh, exciting. It looks pretty cool for me. Yeah, I was so, I was just looking at screenshots of it because I was like, yeah. you know what? If he said that, it should be good. And then <laughs> I will agree. I, I like the character. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really fantastic game. Like I can't recommend the original one enough. Uh, you can get it super cheap. In fact, the, I know the spring sale is going on both systems right now. Uh, I just bought uh, gr- uh, Great Ace Attorney on PS4 the other day because that was on yep. sale down to like close to twenty. I was like, that's the price I want to pay for that. Uh, but I'm sure it's on sale on one of those, if not both of them. So uh, last last thing that I'm gonna mention because I have to only because it was brought to my attention. And actually, I have to grab my phone here because I have a screenshot here. And that was the only reason I brought it up because it's so staggering. Uh, Halo Infinite, as you know, mm. is a is is a bad multiplayer game. <laughs> that, uh, I have chronicled a lot on this podcast. Yeah. And they put out the average player base numbers from November through March. And it is staggering how bad it has dropped so i wanted to run through these because i thought it was fun they just announced their second season which is really lackluster in content so it's just highlighting once again like i don't think 343 should be in charge of halo anymore but so launch november when 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 the multiplayer hit they had one hundred and two thousand concurrent players in december that dropped to fifty thousand. so that's our you know pretty significant significant drop january they hit 23,000 February. They hit 11,000 and between March and the last 30 days, they are down to just 6,000. So in, in like what, six months they have lost like, like just a staggering amount of players. And it just highlights there's, there's no content for that game. It's a live service game that doesn't have the live service part of it. And uh, they, like I said, the re- the other reason I had to bring it up, they literally just announced yesterday, like May 3rd is their second season. They're out there trying to, you know, drum up excitement for that. And it's, there's just, there's two new maps. Like that's, that's nothing <laughs> for a game. That's a live service game. There's two new maps. There's obviously there'll be a new battle pass with new armor and stuff like that. If you, if you care about that part of it, but I just can't believe it. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to bring it up and quickly highlight it because once again, I just think it is just awful. That game still doesn't have co op, right? It does not, and they announced uh, that is delayed again. So, Jesus, <laughs> it is delayed until what they're saying later in season two, oh, which is code for maybe season three in six months or whatever. So, um, that's going to do it for the news. I don't think there's anything else like really big we need to talk about. So, we actually had uh, three emails this week, so I'm going to go through those. I think I put all three of them in here. Yeah, you did. I did. Okay. So we'll go ahead. I'm just going to go down the list as I put them in here. So we had the first one is Jared from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. And they just simply asked, will the next generation of systems be fully digital? <laughs> um, so are I we talking see- after the PS5 and like? The- yeah, that's the way I read it is like yeah. after this generation. So like not counting if they do like a PS5 Pro and a Series X yeah. Pro or whatever you're going to call those. We're talking next generation. 
So like think like 2030 is what I that would be my guess because I I think this generation is a decade. I, I it, just, yeah. it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. Um, yeah. I think I think by the time we finally hit the next gen, whenever that is, like like I said, 2030, it's possible <laughs> it's it's 2035. Like depending on how this works. Yeah. Um, I think by that point, I think yeah, I don't think there's discs anymore. I think it, I think it makes sense because again, like most like the digital storefronts, you think about ten years ago when people threw a stink at the Xbox One reveal, and like digital, like the world wasn't ready, like North America was not ready for a digital all digital console. No, and then Microsoft kind of still proved it with Game Pass and and stuff, and you know now ten years later, the infrastructure of the internet, in, at least in North America, is strong enough that it can support an all digital console now, mm-hmm. and I think that's why you see a PS five digital edition and the series S is basically that it's just a weaker series X, but you see those out there. I look at those as they're testing the market to see, well, how many of this unit sells? Is it feasible? You know, I think it's a a test for now, but I, I don't, I really don't think that there's a choice for them to even release discs next time around. Like, I don't think so either. Who's doing it? Like so much money goes into like, not, not what's, on a, what's on a disc today? But they'd they'd rather yeah, nothing's on the disc anymore. Nothing's on them. They want updates. Exactly. But, um your system, like for as much crap as everybody gave Microsoft to like your system had to be connected to the internet, it's been true ever since for both consoles. Yes. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. been true like since day one, like your system needs to be connected to the internet. Like, period. It just exactly. kind of does. Um mm. you you can't get everything out of it. It's just the money they'd save on printing discs and stuff, which isn't a lot, but like I'm sure I guarantee they'd much rather spend it on marketing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. where all the money goes now is marketing and stuff. So um whenever that is, whenever PlayStation Six and whatever the hell the Xbox is, like is comes out, I, I don't I think it has to be. I, that's kind of where I lean with the it other too. argument is is like are are these things even generational anymore? Like what is what's the point? Like we talked about it before. Like if I can stream a, a Series X on my Xbox One X, yeah, yeah, why even? And it works pretty need, good. Yeah. Do I even need another box after the this one? Maybe. Yeah. Not. It's just like Xbox has been pushing so hard to like. It's a cloud, like the Xbox system is a cloud. Like, yeah, like what, what's to say in like, you know, another decade, it's you're buying a USB stick to plug into the back of a TV to just stream games. Right. Yeah. Because, well, see it? It, it's possible. Like look at the way the Xbox works now is and look at the way PlayStation now slash plus extra or essential is now. Too. Yeah. You're streaming. that stuff. Yeah. Everything yeah. is dependent on your Internet connection now. It's not dependent on the console. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it's. It's weird, but like it, it's a bummer for me as a collector. Like I will hate that, but I, it's the same thing. But like I can always keep the most recent black. version of this. Yeah, and yeah. I have. I mean, you look behind me. I mean, this is an audio podcast, but like I have all my most of my classic systems up on a shelf, so I can pull them down whenever I need to to play yeah. something. But there, so. there's always going to be stuff to collect, and um, but yeah, I just I, I think it's over. Like plus the money they'd save by not having to put disc drives in these systems, like. Even yeah. just a, even just as a check disc, like that's all it is. Yeah, it, it's pretty much. But like I said, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like you think about like what what comes on a disc today. There's right. there's really nothing. It's just an unlock. Well, to, baseball, to download the baseball is a perfect example. I bought a PS4 copy. Yeah. For my PS5 uh, copy, 
which I downloaded the PS5 version, and the PS4 has to be in my system as a check disc mm-hmm. to make sure yeah. I have it. Exactly. That's all it does. The so PS4 I, version is not installed on my system. Yeah. The only the only recent game I can think of where it's all on the it's all the content is on the discs. That's why it's a two disc game is Cyberpunk. So that's oh, just because that development that is crazy. But it's like sixty. I mean, it's worse now with the you know next gen update. Well, so. and, oh, and I think the biggest things about our next gen systems digital is like it's all hard drive space at that point. They like, need to have yeah. bigger hard drives. That's it, my big thing yeah. on that. Like uh, a terabyte. It, uh, I think the Series S is five hundred gigs, which is that's laughable. But if you could take, but if you could take out the disc, the drive, the mm. disc drive, and give me a bigger hard drive, fine. sure. Or an, it, well, it'd have to be an that's SD. a good trade off, um, for sure. That that's a trade off, but that's fine. So, do you have anything else to add on that, Matt? Or <laughs> oh no, I just hate digital, like with okay. a passion. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I stream a lot of stuff, but I. I'm a like you guys are. I'm a collector, man. Like I like having yeah. a physical copy of something in my hand. So it's kind of like I don't know. I feel like if it all goes digital, I I guess at that point I might just stop buying the newer yeah. systems and I'll just start playing Probably all the, the older one. stuff. I also, don't know, I also don't know if Nintendo would do it. They, That's the one. Always the one that's like against the grain, and they kind of do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, and I mean I. I think that's where I probably would, I guess where I'd sit is maybe I'll just stick to Nintendo as long as they're putting out physical copies of stuff. I will say, though, at least with the Switch, they have embraced digital sales in a way that they have never really on other platforms. Like yeah. maybe a little bit with 3DS, but like you think back on like the Wii eShop and the Wii U eShop, like they, they, they had games on there, but it's not like it is on the Switch. No, no, Switch not at all. eShop is ridiculous. It's not, it, yeah. like, on the Switch, it's, they're heavily advertised when you turn the system on a little thing on the left-hand yeah. side. You've got exactly. what's on sale. This is coming soon. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. very into it now, which is smart for them. They need to be. It's smart for them, but like at the same time, I don't see them getting rid of, you know, discs or cartridges or whatever they do for their next system. I would imagine it's probably cartridges. But kudos on them, too, for also being the easiest system to add storage to that will <laughs> destroy your bank. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Well, you, well you, the Series X, it's the proprietary thing, and then on yes. the PlayStation, you have to get one of those M2 drives, which... Those are ridiculous. Like they go up and it's down. starting to come down. But yeah. I mean, I hate the fact that you're buying a brand new system for four or five hundred dollars and it's coming. And with you have to spend another two hundred. Yeah, it's coming with this garbage memory space. Like, what the hell are y'all doing? Here's the argument for that, though. Like, isn't that what a PC is now? Pretty much. You pay yeah. dollars for a graphics card. When's the last time you bought a physical PC game? I don't yeah. have a disk drive in my current PC. What do you need it for? There's no reason, yeah. Yeah, unless you want to play your X Gen games on it and get your counter. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh, I like my disc drive so I can play Age of Empires. There you yeah, go. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like <laughs> mine would be like older versions of Roller Coaster Tycoon because yes. all the downloadable versions of it are trash and don't work. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll roll on to the next question. This one's more geared towards Dan. Uh, this is from Brian in Gary, Indiana. He says in our earlier episode, Dan mentioned he owns the analog pocket. Are the, uh, are these remakes of older systems with modern connections and parts worth it? I've been looking at these for a while, but I'm a bit skeptical. I mean, I can talk a little bit about the super NT analog cause I have that, mm-hmm. but he's specifically talking about the analog pocket. Yeah. So yeah, I direct so, it to you more pocket. So I'm someone who like, I collect everything as it is, but I've, I've really been into 
handheld games a lot more recently, like Game Boy, mm-hmm. Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance, stuff like that. Um, not necessarily because you know I don't have ways to play these games already. Like I have mm-hmm. a color in a pocket and an original and a couple Game Boys advances and all that kind of stuff. And I've and I've I started looking in last year. I started looking into like modding in Game Boy Advance, right? Because like they've got all yeah. you put in yeah. the screens. You can get I've seen a lot. Of, I've looked at a lot of those. Taking yeah. like you know, or modding a color and stuff. And I was like, man, I could really, I could really see myself getting into that and getting the parts and and fixing them up and doing stuff like that. But then, then the pocket gets announced, <laughs> and you're like, well, isn't that kind of what I want to do anyway? Because the number With one thing, is. Well, the number one thing you want when you for like a for like a handle thing is like the screen. Like the I was most interested in putting like an IPS screen in like the fat Game Boy Advance, like the sideways one. Yeah. And making it look better. Just because yeah. ergonomically that one feels better. That one's better, yeah. Yeah. I um, always like that one. But better. the light, but the screens on those are trash. The screens they sucks. always have yeah. been for mm-hmm. But like this pocket thing, man, like it is insane how good this thing looks. It looks cool. And the the best part about this and like the NT like you have or or the, the super Nintendo yeah. ones that came out and the Segas that came out, like they're not emulators like these are real it's systems. real yeah it's real hard tested to play every game no and like that's that's where you run into emulator problems especially like super nintendo's like anything with like an fx chip like Star Fox and stuff was jank and like stunt race and stuff but like these are think of your think of it as like you're buying this system if it were made today like, yeah it's, it's just it's that kind of a good way to look at it that. like i know that sounds dumb because like that's what you are doing but like <laughs> The, the pocket, like, it's just, it's nice to have, A, one that can play everything. Like, not yeah. Game Boy Advance can't, but, like, yeah, it fits it fits in here, right? Like, it doesn't stick out the top mm-hmm. like, like a Game Boy game does or something. It doesn't stick well, out you the can top. Well, you can play Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, and Game Gear, I think. I have the adapter that lets me play Game Gear. So, okay. there's, there's an important okay. thing where, like, I can play Game Gear games on it. And I can okay. play, uh, you could get, like, a, an Atari Lynx one, and like, a Turbo okay. Graphics one, which is incredible. Oh, okay. Because like I have a Turbo Graphics, and for that matter, I have the yeah. Turbo Express, which is like the handheld Turbo Graphics. But I need to get that like recapped because it's so old and the capacitors in it are probably toasted. Um, but like for the ability to play all that stuff handheld is enough. But the fact that yeah. I can also put this on my TV and not lose resolution on it, like it doesn't yeah. get blown out because it's on my my sixty inch HDTV, is incredible. Like. Even, yeah. even something like Carmageddon on Game Boy Color, which is not a good game by any means. <laughs> no. <laughs> look, looks incredible on the handheld, and it looks great on the TV. And, like, you can pair, you know, I use a Switch Pro controller to play on the TV on Game Boy Advance games. Like, that's crazy. Well, like, I think it's something like those GBA Tony Hawk games are really good. I love those. I love those cool. games handhelds. Yeah. I, I have not played one on the TV. I probably should. I should get one out and play it and just see what it's like, because I love those games just on the shitty old Game Boy Advance. Like, I played them all the time. Well, the thing for me is, like, I bought a Super NT Mini when those got announced because Super Nintendo is my favorite system of all time. Yeah, like, the cool. Nintendo Mini is really cool, but it, it's astronomically expensive compared to the other ones. Like, that one's, like, 500 or was. Well, that was. That was when it was, like, a novelty thing, like, check. Yeah, exactly. So, but the Super NT, more reasonable, I think it was like 200, I think it was 200 and you have to pay for the controller separately, which is like 30. Mm-hmm. If you wanted that wireless controller, you can use original Super Nintendo. And that's everything that's cool about these. Like if you get one of those systems, you can use the original controllers. Like they're going to plug in and work yeah. just fine. There's no parts. Use this game. Game original. Game. Yeah. 
my thing was like a long time ago, I got to a point where it was like, I want to have the ability to play all of my retro stuff with an HDMI connection. And so that for me was like the super NT mini was a no brainer for me. So that's why I jumped on that thing right away. Uh, and I, I mean, that thing's incredible. They've, the other thing, the important thing to note here too, is like, they do put out firmware updates for it that will fix uh, problems with games and stuff. So like you might run into a game that you try to play that they didn't really fully test. And so it had some janker problems and they're usually pretty good at about patching that it's, it's fairly easy to patch those systems. I imagine it's probably the same way for the pocket. Yeah. I don't own one. So, but I would imagine they're not going to take that ability out. of No. The first thing I had to do was firmware update it. Yeah. Um, Okay. You know, it's got the kind of thing where like, it doesn't play ROMs, wink, like that kind yeah. of thing. I can't tell you it does, even though, you know, ROMs. You totally can. Right <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like it, it plays ROM carts. Like you can yeah. easily, like it plays anything. Like I'm not to say that a Game Boy Advance couldn't, but like it's not like there's a downside to owning this versus an Advance or a Color. Yeah. Um, no, not at all. You know, the the downside to a Pocket is they're, they're waitlisted to hell. Like if yeah, you, you might get one, maybe you might get one next year. Year. <laughs> like, uh, from what I've seen on eBay though, apparently like obviously a lot of these went to resellers, the prices are coming back down because not everybody's paying three fifty for these things. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, again, just to be able to play those games on my TV with a wireless controller and kind of sit back and it's up on my thing. and I kick back and it's, you know, it's charging all the time and, all that stuff with like playing, even playing, like I played Game Gear games on the TV and they look great. Like it's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. That's like, bizarre. I like, like to play Batman Returns. That's the Game Gear game I played. It's cool. Most, so. Like I, I love it. <laughs> um, Not a good no, game. No, it's, it's $200. So it is a lot. But like if you don't have a Game Boy Advance, you're probably spending 100 Or you look at it this way if you don't have a Game Boy Advance that has a light up screen that you can actually play. If you don't like an SP, and those have only gone up in price recently. At the very least, an SP, if not an SP with a better screen. Why not pay another $100 and get one that can play it all? Right. So, (laughs) So, and um, on your TV if you want that. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously the dock's an extra purchase. And the data I bought was next. It's worth it, though. Without question. What, for what I wanted it to do, it's better than that. Like, plus, like, save states. You know, Game Boy games, yeah. some of those are notoriously hard, and you don't get to save. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Save states and all that stuff exists. Like, it's going to be updated. They've got, like, that, um, like, Pocket OS thing in there, which is a little deceiving, I think, because it kind of, like, shows, like, oh, these are all the games and stuff, and, like, kind of makes you think, like, there's ROMs on there, but there's not. But uh, but maybe there could be later. Wink. Yeah. It just takes a memory card and the side slides. Exactly. It figures it out. It works. So, <laughs> Not for everybody, but if you are for sure, it's probably, not. But. but if you're into handhelds, the pocket is totally worth it. If you're into Super Nintendo, an NT is totally worth it, especially because yeah. otherwise you're gonna want if you because if you're not playing them on a tube TV, they're not they're not correct anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, and then the last the last question we got here was from Greg from Chicago, Illinois, somewhere close to two of us. Uh, as you all seem like collectors, what are the rarest games you all own? This was a fun one. Um, I'll start. I have a couple. Uh, one of us, one of them, again, not a video podcast, but actually put it on the shelf behind me today. Um, my girlfriend for Christmas a couple of years ago, she has, she doesn't do this anymore because she more often than not makes 
bad mistakes when trying to do this. Uh, bought me a sealed copy of Rondo of Blood for the Triple Graphics. And uh, to own a sealed copy of that is nuts. <laughs> it doesn't even have a price on price charting anymore. A couple of years ago, it was at three fifty, and it does, like now. If you look it up, at least when I look in that Game Boy uh, Game uh, I app that we all use, it's just question marks. <laughs> um, she's made mistakes in the past, so like she she was like she knew I really wanted um Batman Return of the Joker, and she was all excited. I, we go to open at Christmas, and I look at it, and it's a Super Nintendo card. I'm like, this this is not real. um so she's definitely made mistakes and stuff in the past but she did not make a mistake on this one so it was incredibly shocking that christmas um the other biggest rare games i own uh there's there's two i can think of off the top of my head uh both are fun ones one of them is the nintendo 64 castlevania legacy of darkness which is the blockbuster exclusive uh i have that in box complete uh, I got a really good deal on it a couple years ago at a retro store over by us. Um, it has only doubled in value since I got it. The reason why it's so rare is because it's a blockbuster exclusive and I have the box. You can't really get those for blockbuster yeah. games because mm-hmm. blockbuster threw those out. Or they so cut them up. Like the or they cut them up. Cut yeah, up. I have a complete box, which is nuts. And that's why I jumped on it when I saw it because you don't see that every day. I think so, I, and I, like, I saw it come up and I told you a meme. Like, you need exactly. To- and oh, I was like, God. no, we're going to make the trip and go do it because... I think I traded in some of my Funko collection towards it. I ended up paying like a lot less than it goes for now. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third one, which is my favorite one, which Dan was there for this purchase, was when GameStop started doing the retro stuff back in like 2015. Oh, yes. 2016, oh, yes. I bought Kodelka for the PS1 for, I think, 25 or 30 bucks. It was around that range. This is a mid condition, like this fell off of a truck 20 years ago and exactly. so I put it in a drawer. Yeah. And like it came out like, brought it in. This is like, really cool. This. You have to see this. Like it's perfect. And uh, did not know that that game was going to rise to like $350 now is what it's like roughly. That was another around. one where I remember yeah. like, cause I would check the retro stuff every day, multiple times yeah. a day when we first started. And then that thing came up and I kind of looked it up and I said, this is probably like directly up your ass. I'm kicking myself that I didn't just fucking buy it. <laughs> well, it's, it's like a Parasite Eve type game. Yeah. Well, I, I it's like cool. Those, but like this one screamed like this one's like scream Kyle. And I was like, well, the, other, the other reason why it's rare and it's, it's jumping in value is because it's the precursor to those shadow hearts games. So that's why everybody wants it. And I don't oh. think it exists on anything else. Right. It, no, it's a PS one only game. Yeah. So okay. I think, I'm just pulling my thing up. I mean, I, I don't want to count it in here, but that stupid Fire Emblem's Fate Special Edition's up to 600 now. That counts. Like, that counts now. That counts. I have it complete in box. But, like, but people have lost their minds. And like for some reason, because, you know, next year, the special There's edition not be a way to get that third game. Don't exist. So, like, you can't get it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, people have, that thing has gone bananas. Like, yeah. I like, regret opening it at this point. Those <laughs> copies of that thing are going for 300. Yeah, I have, I have a complete my, with the keychains. This, yeah, not to not to spoil. This isn't one I was going to talk about, but I have that thing yeah. sealed. I never opened it. Oh, you never opened yours. No, yours is more than mine. Yeah, I wouldn't open it at this point. No, I just no. buy that digital thing to be done. Like, yeah, if I really no want, it goes down. So yeah. first, and let it sit there. So I'll, I'll kick it to you, Dan. You you have a good one. I know okay. for sure. I've got <laughs> so I've got a couple, and I just I just pulled. I just I just kind of pulled up my game my list to kind of look at like the most expensive stuff, but so I'll I'll, I'll give a couple. So 
my my number one thing that you know rare and rare and valuable are two different words but i think we kind of mash them together when it comes to this kind of stuff but like so the the most valuable thing i have is a complete inbox copy of earthbound but and like and that's is that incredibly rare not necessarily but the important thing about it to me is that it's my copy like yeah i got that for christmas in 95 yeah you know i rented it at blockbuster and thought like i was i was really into the game and i told my mom I was like oh that i remember that year for christmas i wanted three games i wanted that i wanted chrono trigger and i wanted <laughs> um secret of evermore okay which hot take that is better than secret of mana but we'll, we can talk about that later um, <laughs> so i wanted those three games i told him like i want all i want these three games and like you know 95 you didn't get i didn't get three games for christmas like you know you just kind of give your mom a list of, like this is what i want because super nintendo games yeah. were 70 80 dollars 30 years ago yeah so so um she managed to find she managed to find earthbound and i just i and then but not only that but she got me secret evermore so it was like the best christmas ever at the time <laughs> and she said she told me she would have got me chrono trigger too but she couldn't find it anywhere yeah uh, which so I, I never got that boxed but um but earthbound like it's important because it's my copy and it's my strategy guide and the scratch and stiff cards are intact like i never ripped them out um you know i have the, the cardboard tray i have every like it's complete so like that that's yeah. like the gem because it has personal meaning if you want to just talk about stuff that's stupid <laughs> and, and rare um i have the pokemon box thing for gamecube which was essentially a storage system Oh wow! Yeah, like because it, it came basically it's a disc you put in your cube and it comes with a memory card and it's just like think of it as like a real life Pokemon bank from in the game where you can move stuff on and off your your Game Boy Advance stuff. Um, I bought that I bought that on eBay off a guy for like I want to say like thirty dollars the year it came out. Though the thing is I don't have the big box version, which is upsetting because he he threw it out, but it came in like a big a sleeve a big box sleeve like some cubes did because yeah. it came with the link cable. Mm-hmm. But I got the game and the case, and that's complete. And I have his memory card that has all his Pokemon on it and mine. <laughs> um, but that thing is like the big box one, obviously more expensive. But this thing is gone insane too because originally I want to say it was Nintendo Center only, like okay. Pokemon yeah. Center only in New York. So you okay. had to get it there, and you couldn't get it anywhere else. <laughs> um, and then just a couple other like highlights, like I have a copy of Sculptor's Cut. For sixty four, that's a good, uh, that's good a story. Good. On that one is I got that in a trade for, <laughs> I was there a for Super that. Nintendo Classic because yeah, um, I think if we all remember like Nintendo Classics and Super Nintendo Classics. You couldn't fucking get them. Like yeah. it was not a nightmare. At the working at a GameStop was a nightmare talking to people about these. It sucked. It's a friend of ours who had um, used to work with us. Need left really wanted a Super Nintendo Classic. And uh, I was like, I can get you one. Don't worry about it. I'll, like, I'll, he's like, if you can guarantee me one, um, I'll trade you that Clay Fighter game for the 64. And I was like, oh, I don't need that. He's like, no, I have the, the rare one. I was like, no, you don't. And sure enough, he brings it in. And it's Sculptor's Cut. Sculptor's I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I just, I, he's like, I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he had only wanted me to guarantee him a reserve for it. And I said, no, nah, homie. Like, I'll buy you the classic. Yeah, and that's why you some other stuff too. Like this is stupid. And like that game, through cut is absurd. It's it is terrible. It's a fucking terrible game. Yeah. Um, a couple other just like random one-off things I have. Like I have a copy of Panzer Dragoon Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a rare game because I the 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 production counted that in 
North America was really low. I think it was like 20 yeah. grand or something. Um, got that off a guy at Game Crazy for $10. <laughs> um, and then uh, what else? What else? Uh, copy of Musha for Genesis I got. That is a good uh, one. I got that in a garbage bag full of games. Um, <laughs> garbage bag full of Sega games. There was also a CDX in there for people who okay. know what that is. Yeah. Um, which is the CD Genesis combo thing. Uh, and then there was a Nomad in there. Oh, and a Virtual Boy, I want to say he gave me two. But I gave those away because I was like, I don't need those. I have those. You can, people can have those. And then that last of the last thing is that Last of Us uh, Pandemic Edition, the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, that thing's absurd. That thing's gone insane too. Is that up to like a thou now? Oh yeah, it's over probably. Okay. Um, Okay. And let you know what? One last thing I'll say, and I'm not trying to brag or anything, but the coolest thing I have. This isn't a game, and Kyle's going to know what I'm talking about in a second. I know exactly what you're talking about. But I have a working original from our land neon sign. From our store. From our store. It's our a, original, it's a very yeah. long story, but in a roundabout way, <laughs> I ended up with the original Funko Land sign from the GameStop I worked the at. Right up really close. Mm-hmm. Very, very strange story, but I knew the guy who ran That's it so before. Cool. It came crazy. It yeah. still works. It is. For Those are insanely expensive now. Yeah, so I sent you that eBay yeah. listing the other day. Um, <laughs> and considering, considering how old it is, like the fact that it hung in the store and all that stuff, it's in incredible mm-hmm. condition. It's incredible condition. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. It's, it's the it's the coolest thing I own. It's like the one thing I would probably, I wouldn't say I would never get rid of it because I could you make know, a couple easily. house payments with it. But um, <laughs> it's just For one sure. of those things where like I'll never get one again. Yeah, if I buy no. Ninja Dragon Saga, sure, but like I'll never be able to buy a Funko Land Neon sign. No way. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Um, so I unfortunately lost a lot of my collection when I got evicted out of my apartment when I was, uh, probably in my mid twenties. Um, so I probably didn't start really collecting again, probably until I was like in my, probably around 30, honestly. Okay. Uh, so my collection is not big, but, um, probably like the most rare or valuable things i have are for the sega saturn um yeah okay. i've got that copy of sega ages volume one uh complete in box i have a copy so this was <laughs> this was kind of funny um i had a copy of in the hunt for the sega saturn okay what i thought i did so I had the box. I never opened the box like it wasn't sealed or anything, but I just never <laughs> okay. played it. So it sat on my shelf and uh, I was like, well, you know what? Let me scan all this in. And so I was scanning it in the game eye so I could keep an eye out on it. Mm-hmm. And I opened the box and come to find out it was actually a copy of um, Iron Storm for okay. the Sex Saturn. And I was like, what the hell? And so I that's actually when I started jumping on eBay and I started looking at people who were bidding because I was like, you know what? I feel like I have to get this copy of In the Hunt. You've got to just, this. Yeah. I've got the box. I've just got to finish this out. And ironically, in the box with In the Hunt was the manual for Iron Storm as well. <laughs> In a case now. Right. So I was like, well, I'm already here, so let's just keep going. <laughs> so I ended up getting a copy of In the Hunt for like 40, 45 bucks. 
Okay. And I was like, well, dope. I've just finished this out. So those two are probably two of the rarest games I have when it comes to like valuableness. Um, okay. I've got a copy of Complete Inbox of Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo. Okay. And cool. um, I got that by doing a trade at a gaming convention I went to, I believe it was last year. Uh, ironically, I'm going to try to go again this year to see if I can trade off some stuff that I don't ha- that I don't need. Because um, I'm trying to get stuff for my Dreamcast because I really want to like just try to collect for that overall. Yeah, Dreamcast yeah. prices are starting to go up again. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to get some more stuff, but I've got a copy of that. Um, for me, which I feel is the rarest game in my collection, just because it has like sentimental value to me, is, uh, the Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Okay. Like I absolutely loved that game as a kid. And it was like, it was just like the best combination of just everything. And, uh, at that time, yeah. I think I've bought that like twice when I was younger, just because I bought it once when it first came out because I was super interested in it. And I let my friend borrow my Super Nintendo and my collection because <laughs> he was like, I have I don't have anything to play. You know, do you mind if I bum it? And I was like, "Nah, you know what? Just make sure you give it back. And then like <laughs> a month later, someone broke into his house and stole oh, all of it. Shit. And I was like, oh, man, I was like. All right, dude, that's cool. And then again, I moved out. Uh, I was living on my own and I found a copy of it and I bought it again. And then I got evicted out of my apartment and the maintenance man stole all of my stuff, like all of my gaming stuff. He took it all. And I was just I was devastated. Um, And then I jumped on eBay and I won a copy of it for like twenty three bucks, which right now I think loose that thing's almost up to a hundred bucks now. Exactly. But like I do that for me, that's like cream of the crop. That's the only game I really cared about getting back just because I just sure really was like That's yeah. I love that game. I have a yeah. I have um like my Earthbound, like you know, I have my copy. I have my copy of Mario RPG still. Man, such I still a good one. like a memory of <laughs> I I bought that at a like i don't want to say like like a flea market thing mm-hmm. but it was in mccormick place and kyle so you kyle you know what mccormick place. i know exactly yeah. convention yeah. center in chicago but it was like a it was like a flea market but it wasn't people's used stuff it like there were new there was new stuff there too i vaguely remember a, shows like that yeah yeah this guy just had a booth it. that was like nintendo super nintendo games because around that time and he had a brand mm-hmm. new copy of mario rpg and i i think i'd probably been looking for it and i just my dad was like all right fine and he bought it for me and I still have my copy of that, which, again, that's a that's a fantastic game. I would never give that game up. I read somewhere that the guy wants to do a second one of that. Yeah, recently that well, was. I mean, out there. the thing about that was that franchise spun into the Paper Mario stuff, and like, yeah, you know, and we got Paper Mario, which was great, and then Paper Mario for GameCube, <laughs> which is great. Um, mm-hmm. Hot take: the Wii one is good too, but most people don't agree. But then after that, <laughs> like the 3DS one is garbage. Um, I haven't played the Switch one. I own it, but I heard that one's okay. The Switch one, so yeah. I mean, I could go on about my collection for a, a long time. Not that, not that I probably all could. <laughs> I want to brag about it, but it's just like there's a lot of like I remember how I got things. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, like for me that for me that sentimental game would be uh Symphony of the Night. Like I still have my original copy of that. I remember going and buying that from a mom and pop store. Same same mom and pop store I bought my Dreamcast from a month before they said, Hey, the Dreamcast is dead. And I got that Dreamcast. I got that Dreamcast used for 80 bucks with a copy of Resident Evil uh Code Veronica. And then like that month later, they were like, hey, the Dreamcast dead. Oh, by the way, that game's coming to PS2 this fall. So you didn't need to buy that Dreamcast. <laughs> like, but I got I still my, played it anyway. Yeah, I got my Dreamcast off a coworker who was from England who was moving back. And that was when you couldn't just bring that stuff back and forth. Exactly. Like he was leaving and he's like, what do you, I was like, what do you want for? He's like 150 bucks. And it was like the system, two controllers, two VMUs and like six games. And I said, I'll go to the ATM right now. Yeah. And, yeah. So like I, I game game collecting like for some people it's flipping and making money or like getting it is, for, sure. for me it's like there's a lot of like sentimental value tied to it like when when I got my Super Nintendo when I was younger my dad sold my Nintendo and all my stuff to Funko Land at the time so that I could to get, get the Super Nintendo games. and it was the kind of thing where like then it took me years to track all that shit back down like the hard I remember the hardest game to find out of my original Nintendo collection was fucking Funhouse. Which is a terrible game <laughs> based off of the TV show from when we were kids, where like they would run through yeah. the crazy house. Yeah. It took me years to find that game, and it was six to times. find that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not expensive now, for sure. Yeah. My my Super Nintendo, I'll, I'll say because you mentioned it, my Super Nintendo, I got for 50 bucks, like maybe two, three months after it came out, because the uh, a uh, kid that my my dad worked with this kid's mom back when he used to work at the fabric store uh he was her manager and the kid was going away to college but he was going overseas so again you can't take that stuff with you back in the 90s he just wanted to sell it did not care so we bought that super nintendo for 50 bucks with super mario world and i forget there was two other games all i know is it was 50 dollars right. in 91 right <laughs> and i had a super nintendo with super mario world yeah. so uh that was pretty cool mine came mine came from sam's club there you go (laughs) my 64 came from walmart so i remember going to buy the 64 at best buy um ps1 best buy ps2 best buy after that point it was pretty much everything that i started working at game Game crazy and that's when i was just i was working at a place that sold them the last thing i did not buy at a place i worked was um the ps2 I got it off eBay a month after it came out for three hundred, like with what it cost, with yeah. two controllers and six games on eBay. Because some guys like, I hate this thing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> told my dad, I'm like, I need three hundred bucks. It's like my girlfriend when she got her PS4. She got her PS4 like roughly after launch because just because she was waiting for the new Batman game. She bought off somebody for off a mother on eBay for almost half price a couple months after because the kid uh, it did something terrible <laughs> and the mom was selling it as a punishment. Hey, so she literally bought this PS4 and then didn't use it until I was Arkham on I was on many ends Arkham of transactions game. where parents were selling <laughs> their so, because their kids were bad. For me, the other, I'd say for me though, the favorite system I ever bought in a store was the GameCube because I waited when at the time I lived in Michigan and I lived right directly behind in a neighborhood directly behind a Super Kmart. Hell yeah! And oh, I camped gosh. out in the store. I went into the store like 10 a.m. the the day of. I went picked a chair from the the hunting section or the sporting goods section, and I just started the line. <laughs> and I sat there for 14 hours, like he, he, needed, he fucking needed his Star Wars game. Like that, 
That was what I bought. That's the sad part. I didn't buy. I was the kid who didn't buy Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I bought the idiot. Star Wars Rogue Squadron, and then the next day I went back. It's like I need something else to play. And I bought Luigi's Mansion because <laughs> I only had that one game. And I, I beat the Star Wars game like right away. So oh, yeah. like this, it was a really short game, and I was like, well, I need something else. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, fourteen hours. That was the longest I ever waited for a system. <laughs> so uh, that was an experience, yeah. but it was worth it. So. Anyways, we'll wrap it up, you know, after going down memory lane there for sure. But we'll be back in another two weeks to talk about more fun video game topics. So uh, anyways, uh, thanks for joining us again. And thanks for listening. Drop drop the email again in case people want to mention it. Oh, yeah. And if you want to email us, it is podcast 572 at gmail.com. And thank you for the people that have sent in emails. We enjoy reading them and discussing them for sure. Yeah. So. Anyways, thanks and uh, have a good week or two weeks or however long it is before we're back again. Thanks for listening.